Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo, and today I am so happy to share one of our recent Firebird Book Award winners. He is Kevin McCarthy, and his book is titled The On Purpose Person, Making Your Life Make Sense. In addition to being an author, Kevin is a pioneering professor of being on purpose, a strategist, business owner, and I am so looking forward to our conversation today. So welcome to the network, Kevin. Well, thank you. It's great to be with you, Pat, and thank you for the honor of the award. Oh, my gosh. I was just going to say congratulations on the win. I was excited. I, I'm not a judge, so um, I was excited when I saw that. Well, thank you. I was. It was nice. I mean, I've, it was actually the first time I've ever submitted the book for an award, and for it to get three first-place honors was certainly a, a nice thing for me to do. Um, I mean, the book has certainly been one that has certainly touched a lot of people's lives, so it was kind of nice to just go the extra step and do that. So thank you for having this opportunity available for us, who are authors out there, and for really uh, all you're doing for authors uh, who, you know, we, we invest so much time writing books, and it's nice when people read them, and it's even nicer when people appreciate them. I agree. I agree. Being an author is not an easy thing. And then we decided to tie it to the pillowcase project for the homeless women's and children's shelters. And so I thank you for your donation to that because that's very meaningful too. You sent us a copy of your book. And so with our next delivery, we're going to send that copy. Now that we've judged it, we're going to send that along with the pillowcases. And they love that. The folks at the shelters love to get the book copies as well. So that's kind of just an added bonus. Totally cool. Yep. Love it. So the on-purpose person, did this book spring from your personal journey? People often ask me, because it's a nonfiction book, it's just you know autobiographical, and the book is not. I mean, just for those people that are listening, the book is written as a modern parable. So there's a man who's walking through uh, a, a journey, and along the way, he meets a man called a professor, and that professor then sends him to different people who give him bits of advice and next steps to do in order to help his life make sense, or in my terminology, to go from searching for purpose to knowing your purpose to being on your purpose. And so this story is there. Now in writing, um, I certainly draw upon my own personal experience, but in fact what I really had is I had a process that I felt was a meaningful process that I'd shared with uh, friends of mine and, and actually had done a little bit of work with, with some clients as well. They found it very meaningful as well as the, 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 per, the unique perspective I have on purpose. And uh, I, I wrote a, a story around a process and uh, some of the characters that are in the book are drawn upon real people or they're amalgamations of people or some experiences I have, but the book is not autobiographical mm -hmm. in that sense. It's, but it is based in a lot of reality and just trying to put it in a way that's palatable to a reader who's kind of out there uh, frustrated or struggling with life or uh, really trying to sort out, you know, uh, maybe they've gone through a divorce or a job loss or they've retired recently or they've graduated from college. You know, these, these types of tough shifts that occur in life and how to work your way through it is what the on-purpose person is doing. And... In a book such as this, I'm thinking you probably thought ahead of time of different formats of how you could present it so that, as you say, it, it would be palatable. How did you come up with the parable format? Well, actually, the books that I enjoyed reading uh, is our stories. I mean, I really find that the parable format is one and that is it works well. 
Uh, one of my favorite books in the world and authors was, is Ogmandino. Mm-hmm. And he wrote uh, The Greatest Salesman in the World. He wrote The Christ Commission. He wrote a number of books. And I found that his story format, which was used not as a fictional story, but as a way to convey uh, life lessons in, in that regard is nice. The other thing that I really like about the, the narrative format is it allows me to argue with myself. <laughs> uh, uh, so, you know, I can write a character and then he can be skeptical. And that way, the reader who's reading it can also be skeptical because I think it's fair. I mean, anytime somebody writes something, obviously, we thought a lot about what it is we're doing, but none of us has all of the answers. And so the ability to to argue with oneself between your characters is a way of um, helping people uh, get inside their own minds, get in terms of what it is they might be thinking, and address some of their concerns in a way that um, is, is helpful to them to move along. It's, it's almost like if they could sit down and interview, like you're doing, interview the author and ask them about this or ask them about that. Well, I can actually build in some of those FAQs, so to speak, into the book mm-hmm. without necessarily making it an interview, but um, just sort of a dialogue that's going on. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. I like that. <clears throat> I mean, otherwise you could do a real strict how-to book, but then sometimes those are difficult to read. Well, the other thing that I also find about the, the strict how-to books is it's in one person's voice. And uh, I was trying to write this for a lot of people. And I think one of the things I find often with a how-to book is somebody goes, well, that's true for that person mm-hmm. and their circumstance. But, it does, you know, that my circumstance is different. Where I was really looking at it and saying, when it comes to knowing your purpose in life and, and clarifying it and what you need to do to move on with your life, there are some fairly basic things that can be done um, with regards to clarifying what is the language around purpose, vision, mission, and values. What do, those, what do those words mean? How do I allocate my time and invest my time properly? It's just these pretty basic life skills that we all hear about, but they're very rarely put into a systematic format. So in many ways, what I've been able to do is take a kind of a combination of goal setting, time management, values clarification, purpose clarification, uh, roll them all into a simple story and then say, here's how you move on with your life from wherever it is, uh, let's say from point A to point B, assuming that point A is not where you want to be and point B is where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, it gets you closer in that direction. And hopefully you're really looking at it as point C, D, E, F, G. It's, you, most of us uh, are living life a lot of times by trial and error. And it's a little bit more of a strategic but simple approach to organizing one's life around what's most important and what's most meaningful as opposed to just kind of seeing a sort of case of raw, so raw, whatever comes along, I'll just do. And again, there's there's something to be said for spontaneity, but there's also something to be said for have a plan, but be willing to veer from the plan if it appears something better comes along, as opposed to just sort of showing up and hoping that, well, it's going to turn out right. It rarely does. Um, you know, it's kind of like opening up a jigsaw puzzle, throwing the pieces out and expecting they're all going to land in the in, in the picture of, of what's on the cover of the thing. They're not. They're going to show up in pieces. And for a lot of us, uh, you know, life is sitting there in a bunch of pieces, and, and we don't take time to organize them. The good news is it's not as complicated. Well, big jigsaw puzzles can be complicated, but the way that this book is put together, 
it's really uh, some really big pieces that fit together very easily and nicely. And then you can fill in the details as you need to. Right, right. Kind of like a blueprint. And also, you, you're trying to get from point A to B, but often by the time you get to B or time passes, you don't want to be at B anymore. And as you say, you might want to be at C, D, or E. And as, as you evolve as a person and as time goes on, those goals and those uh, motivations sometimes change. So having this will be handy for no matter what stage you're at as far as accomplishing your goals or where you want to be. Yeah, and actually, Pat, you're very wise about that. I mean, rather than such a blueprint, I tend to prefer to call it a process because a blueprint would indicate that it's something that's sort of written on paper. True. Mm -hmm. Not to say that I'm opposed to writing paper, but I think it's more important that you know how to create the blueprint right? and you have a simple process for creating it so that you can reinvent your blueprints as you need. So I'm really teaching people more of the process creating a blueprint rather than just here's your blueprint. Yep. Yep. Got it. Thank you. You know, I like the part of your title where it says making your life make sense, especially these days when nothing seems to make sense, which would then make your book even more valuable. Uh, yeah, it does. And in fact, I mean, at, at some level, what I've found, and again, because the book's called The On-Purpose Person, the essence of it is, is you need to know your purpose so that you can be on it. And the implication is that most people are seeking to know why they exist. And I realize that that sounds like a very deep and profound philosophical question, but I think I've been able to take a a deep philosophical question and make it very approachable, very reasonable. And, and we even have an online tool that's called onpurpose.me where people can go in in about three minutes. They can find a two-word purpose statement uh, because the, the idea being that prior to knowing your purpose, you're searching for it one way or the other, whether it's through jobs, relationships, geography, uh, any number of ways we're searching to know who we are and where we want to go and, and why we exist. And then um, once you have this articulated, instead of spending your life sort of in trial and error mode, you can now, once you have your purpose and you are aligning your life to your purpose, you can be on your purpose, which means uh, it's still not, you know, real super, super clear for any of us, mind you, there because life happens. But what it means now is you can invest your life in this blueprint, we'll call it, that you're describing, you can invest your life in that blueprint and you're more predictably going to get the results that you want. The results would be generally a more fulfilled, peaceful life where there's you know, more happiness involved in it, more joy. Uh, it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, I don't guarantee any, uh, you know, every, life's going to be all rosy and turn out. I mean, life is kind of, difficult, as uh, M. Scott Peck said at the beginning of The Road Less Traveled, life is difficult. And, but he also says once you accept that life is difficult, then you can transcend it. And so this is a book that's really about how do you get on that road less traveled, and then how do you transcend the difficulties that, that come along in life so that, um, you know, and again, I guess philosophically, I do believe that the world is conspiring for our benefit rather than working, you know, the world's against you or the world's out to get you which a lot of people think. I actually think all of these difficulties that come along are meant to strengthen us, make us better, make us better understand who we are. And we're able to come out the other side saying, ah, oh, that was a tough lesson, but boy, am I glad I learned that. And I'm a lot smarter. And the next time it comes up, uh, you're actually glad because you recognize it and you're able to avoid it. And so we, we tend to be able to make some of our mistakes in a smaller 
less mm-hmm. um, impactful, you know, less less fatal. Let's call it. I'll be dramatic in that regard. <laughs> Uh, where now we can move on and say, aha, I've identified what's going on here. I'm going to avoid that thing or I'm going to, now I know how to deal with it. I'll deal with it head on. So uh, it gives us a lot of wisdom at the end of the day. So very applicable for, say, high school students, you know, starting early with this type of thought process. It is. It's one of those things where I I really wish more, you know, I want to call 16, 17, 18-year-olds would read this. Mm Uh, again, it's not a it's not a long read or it's a short listen, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, and it really has had a dramatic impact. I mean, the book has sold extraordinarily well. I mean, it's the sales alone of in the U.S. are 350,000 copies. So that's that's a that's truly yes. a best-selling book. Mm-hmm. And I, I've and you know the story is that every book touches five hands is the way I've been explained to me. So that's you know almost reaching 15, 1.5 million people uh, with a with a message, and uh, the letters and the emails that we get and the phone calls we get in here of people that are saying, "Wow, this message really touched my life in a very important way," is really very gratifying. And, and again, when I wrote the book, I, I basically said, if it helps one person, it will be successful. And it was funny. I handed the manuscript to a guy on a Thursday. He read it that night, called me the next day and said, I love this. Can I share it with a friend of mine? I said, sure. He shared it with a friend of his named Denny. That afternoon, Denny calls me and said, I just read your book. This is amazing. I'm reading it with my wife tonight. Can I call you tomorrow and talk through some things that are going on? And I mean, literally within 24 hours of handing out the manuscript, you know, it was like boom, boom, boom. There were three people whose lives were touched almost immediately. And I was like, wow, I guess I'm done. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, the guy that I handed the book to originally he said to me, what are you going to do with this? This is an amazing little book. And I said, I, I don't know. I just wanted to help one person. He goes, no, you're an idiot. You know, if you don't, if you don't do something <laughs> more with this. And I said, well. And, and, you know, it's it's kind of funny. I put it into a little spiral vine, like it looked like a cookbook. I originally yep. self-published it before I went with a publisher, and then I did buy the rights back from my publisher a few years back. But uh, it just it, – it's remarkable. And the thing that's interesting is the book was originally published in 1991, updated in 2009, and it, it still continues still. to sell well on Amazon and other uh, – you know, other people continue to buy the book because it's it's kind of a timeless quality mm-hmm. to it. And I still say the book's ahead of its day because most people are still searching for purpose right. rather than saying, what would my life be like if I actually knew my purpose and could invest my life in my purpose instead of spending my life looking for it? Mm-hmm. It's a dramatic, it's a dramatic life change on your lifeline, if you will. Even though the book just has this little simple name, uh, so uh, it, it's it's just so uh, such an honor whenever people see that turn in their life. There's an inflection point that happens, and they go, "Wow, that was before I knew my purpose, and this is after." And I'm much better knowing it after, after. than I was before. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, wow! And as you're saying this, I'm thinking of a single copy going through five hands while well, you send it to us. So that was three hands with, with the two judges. And then we're going to forward it on to the homeless shelter. And who knows how many hands are going to, to read that copy. So um, yeah, what a gift. And especially to those who find themselves, say, in a homeless situation and are wondering, you know, what is my purpose and how, how can I make sense out of my life? So I'm imagining just that single copy is going to be extremely impactful. So 
Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Now, and it's one of those things I think, particularly if you're talking about that person who's in a homeless situation, they really, it could be homeless or really depressed or down. And again, I'm not a clinical psychologist or anything like that. I'm just a business guy that wrote a, had a message, had a method, and wrote it up and shared it. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to, you know, there's like people talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. Where if you're if you're in this homeless situation and you need shelter and safety and all of those things, I get it, okay. But let's say you're in the homeless shelter, you've got some basic needs covered. Well, instead of trying to work your way up Maslow's hierarchy to self-actualization, what I say is go to self-actualization, which is to know your purpose, mm -hmm. write down your vision, where you want to go. Your purpose is why am I here? Your vision is where do I want to go with my life? Your emissions are, how will I get there? And your values are, what, what am I willing to not do? What, what, what's important to the way I behave and conduct myself? And when you have your purpose, vision, mission, and values articulated, you can now begin the process of self-actualization while you're also working at the bottom of the pyramid of, of kind of, uh, you know, the, the safety, security, and all of those sorts of things. Right. So it's, it's, they're not mutually exclusive. Um, you can be doing both at the same time, but the problem is most of us think we have to deal with, I've got to get money, I've got to get a job, I've got to do these things, but if you need money, you need a job, you need a home, all of that, well, how are you making those decisions? On what basis are you making those decisions? And if there are, there, you are making your decisions based on some, deci on some criteria, but if your criteria is flawed, Yep. then your outcomes or your results are going to be flawed. So why not go deeply for take, you know, it takes an hour, go deeply and think through these things. And then at that point, you can begin to execute on it, always knowing kind of like your experience, mm -hmm. you can always improve, improve the blueprint. If you have the process to improve, improve the blueprint, then you'll continually improve, improve, improve. And that's really what I'm trying to do is help people get to that place where they can continually improve. I love this conversation. There's so much more to know. Speaking of that, I just want to make sure we're not missing anything that you wanted to talk about today. Well, the only thing that I would suggest is uh, have people go to onpurpose.me and get the two-word purpose statement. It includes, it takes about three minutes once you're registered. There's a, there's a, a small fee involved, obviously, but uh, let them go there, find their two-word purpose statement, and then it also includes a series of email messages that help you explain it and, and and go from there in terms of uh, how to market it to yourself, how to refine your two-word purpose statement. But generally speaking, we find that it's about 82%, 80, 82% of the people that take it have told us that they rate their purpose statement as, in terms of accuracy as an 8 out of 10 for accuracy, which is pretty remarkable for a little three-minute oh, wow. tool. Now, mind you, it's 30 years' worth of work. Huh distilled into a three-minute exercise so it uh, it just but it, it it is working it could it could also have not worked as well but it, in our case it does work well so i'm very blessed by that in terms of being able to help people with that and your website where can folks go to get a copy of the book and then find out more about you and your work certainly the book is uh, available at onpurpose.com and it's also on amazon i, I happy to do that but if somebody wants a bulk purchase and want a number of books it's probably best to come through us rather than amazon okay we're always happy to help in that regard um and then onpurpose.me is the tool and the book is titled the on purpose person making your life make sense by author 
Kevin McCarthy. What a treat to speak with you today. I've learned a lot. I'm going to head over to your site too and check that out as well. So thank you for sharing with us. Are any more books in the works? Oh, well, I mean, I, there's actually the On Purpose Person, uh, On Purpose Business Person, rather, which is the business book. And that was already been released in 2013. It was updated. Um, I have another book called Chief Leadership Officer. Right which is really uh, talking about the fact that CEOs are obsolete and the future leaders of corporations will be chief leadership officers. And I just finished the manuscript on a book, very small book called Tough Shift. Uh, it's about seriously good change. You want to say that name slowly. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's meant to be somewhat, fun. it's a fun sure. sort of uh, concept and, and everything. So that book will be probably coming out. Yeah, towards the end of this year. Oh, good, good, good. Thank you so much for sharing this book with us. I'm so happy that um, I had the opportunity to spend this time with you today, and we'll have to do this again some other time. Well, thank you, Pat, again, for what you're doing for all of us who are authors out there. It's a tough business, but it's a, it's a rewarding business also. Keep up the great work. <laughs>